ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Chick Foley Show, part of the Wiretap Radio Network. I am here, maybe the maybe the last week with the in-laws. You know, sad to, sad to say, but sad and happy to say. Um, yeah. Sheena Phelps is uh, on one of her last weeks over in Hawaii, so we got a lot of changes going on. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot. Like you said, this is uh, the la- This is one of the final weeks that Sharpshooter Studio is going to be located here in Oahu before it makes what's well, going to make a temporary debut in Kentucky and then, um, you know, head on to the East Coast to Virginia. So, yeah, lots of moving and shaking going on. Uh, that's going to be a pretty hectic time. I am uh, off all next week with the wife, so we're going to get the house all set and moved in and painted and all that good stuff and hopefully uh next week the only thing that sucks is i don't have a spot like here i'm in the basement at the in-laws i got the whole basement here to record the podcast and right now our, the last thing they have to do at my house is, is the basement so i don't have any place to record the podcast but i'm sure i can find a little nook or cranny to cram into and record you know while the wife's sleeping yeah there's gotta be there's gotta be a closet just put some you know make yourself a little podcast studio in the closet i literally sit in the floor of uh my bedroom it's not it's not fancy at all i know you guys think this is a uh you know extremely high-end production you're listening to here but don't tell them <laughs> oh you got, i don't want to ruin the magic like <laughs> disney world you know when you see mickey mouse with his head off you know uh you guys <laughs> can hit us up on social media sheena is mostly on instagram at chick foley i run the twitter account at chick foley show and you can hit us up via email if you're over the age of 40, ask Chick Foley at gmail.com. I feel like younger people don't even use email anymore, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's that's kind of – do you feel that way too? Like, like, like I don't well, think my, my kid's going to be like – email is going to feel like an old thing to him. Yeah, email definitely feels, um, you know, kind of like a lost art, if you will. But, um, you know, considering I use it for, you know, business purposes and things like that. And I think, you know, if you're if you're in any sort of business or if you're an entrepreneur, like you still use, I still use email all the time. And a lot of my clients, you know, we communicate via email. So I still feel like email is booming. Um, and I feel like, I feel like email's a, a much more personal way to get in contact with people and it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. You know, when people send you DMs and True. people send you fa- Facebook messages, you have so much going on on those platforms that it's easy to get looked over it's easy to get lost so if you guys are really wanting to make sure that we see something uh hit us up in the email because we check our i check our email every single day um you know and like i said we get so much activity on twitter and 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 instagram via the dms and comments and stuff that sometimes stuff gets lost so if you're really wanting us to ask us a question or get our take on something email is definitely the best way uh, we have one new Patreon subscriber. Brian Baker is a main event Patreon subscriber, so he's going to get all of our monthly articles, uh, Sheena's unboxing videos, and our monthly extra bonus podcast. Sheena and I just finished up the best entrance themes bracket that you can find on the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. And uh, on ad- in addition to those things, we'll also, if we're fig hunting out in the wild if we see something extra that we already have that we don't need uh we will find it for you if you let us know what you need we'll be happy to try and help you out so a lot of, a lot of bonus content there uh going on so brian welcome i hope you enjoy mm-hmm. all the all the stuff on the patreon page for sure. And, you know, as always, you can check us out over on Pro Wrestling Tees and get yourself a Chick Foley uh, officially branded T-shirt over there. We always try to let you guys know when uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is running promotions and stuff like that. So always stay tuned to the Instagram page and the Twitter because um, we let you guys know when they're running promotions. And you can grab yourself some Chick Foley Show merch and support the show. Speaking of T-shirts, last week on the show you talked about how uh, Collar and Elbow sent you uh, some shirts. I was jealous of uh, the the uh, the badass wrestling shirts that they sent you, and 
Uh, little did I know, less than 24 hours later, they'd be uh, sliding my DMs and letting me know that I have a package coming. So I got those shirts. They they literally might be, I'm not even going to exaggerate because we're going to partner with them now. They might be the softest t-shirts I've ever felt. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty rad. And, you know, we, we, um, you know, I reached out to them and they reached out, you know, to Chick Foley and we're working together to get you guys a promo code so that you can, um, you know, experience the softness <laughs> that we, that we have now experienced with the t-shirts. Plus this, all the designs are really rad. So we're working to get you guys a promo code. So stay tuned for that. As soon as we have that, we'll put that out and you guys can go grab yourself some, not only some Chick Foley show merch at Pro Wrestling Tees, but also some pretty rad merch at, uh, Collar and Elbow. Yep, their website is collarandelbowbrand.com. Check out their shirts. It's uh, Al Snow, former WWE superstar, ECW superstar, is one of the founders, which I didn't even know until uh, you know several days after kind of them reaching out to us. But that just kind of adds a cool wrinkle that you know they are rooted in uh, pro wrestling history, so that's pretty cool. So check out their shirts. They have some really cool stuff on their website there. Um, what? Yeah, I told you I saw a uh, I saw a collar and elbow shirt out in the wild the other day. I was like, oh my gosh! Like you know, it's funny how when something's brought to your attention and you really start, you know, like you and you start to see it more, you know. And I was I was at box lunch and I saw um, a guy leaving as I was walking in, um, you know, wearing a collar and elbow shirt, and I didn't want to be a creeper because he was with his family and be like, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, Just but start if rubbing I, his shirt or something. Yeah, exactly. Is that not the softest shirt you've ever put on? But yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, you know that now I'm starting to notice more uh, more merch out in the wild. Uh, one of the cool benefits for one of our Patreon tiers is uh, we are we started a Discord channel which is basically like a, a, a chat app that you can kind of have set up with, uh, you know, for work or friends. It's kind of separate from your text messaging app. So uh, one of our Patreon, our top Patreon tier, our Hall of Famer tier, uh, allows uh, our Hall of Fame Patreons to chat with us. We're going to start doing that during the pay-per-views, and we'll probably start during Money in the Bank. I'm excited for that to kind of like live chat with people and get people's opinions and thoughts on, on matches as they're happening, and we'll get more into Money in the Bank in a moment, uh, let's get inside the squared circle, Sheena. Let's start with Raw, then get into SmackDown. Uh, we're starting to get our Money in the Bank lineup set for some of these ladder matches, and I want to get your thoughts. Let's start with the men's the men's match. Oh, so the men's Money in the Bank match. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not super, super excited about this. Um, first of all, I didn't like the way it was set up as like the uh, the moment of bliss segment where she just kind of like announced everyone and they came out. Um, and it's it's just essentially the same people that we've been seeing for months and months and months. You know, the the mid card of evil is uh, another uh, another podcast calls it or Drew and the Channel Changers. But yeah, it was Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. I'm really excited to see Ricochet. Um, I mean, Ricochet plus ladders is going to be entertaining, like no doubt, right? But you also have two former Money in the Bank winners who failed to cash in in this match too. So it's kind of like, wah, wah. Yeah, I, I listened to another podcast as well that they said maybe they should have a rule where if you, you win the money in the bank you, and you cash in unsuccessfully, you don't get to ever be back in again because that is kind of one of the – I mean, I, I disagree with you. I like this match overall, but there's a couple people. I mean, Strowman just feels out of place. and We've talked about it on this show that you know, he was red hot like tw you know 12 months ago, and now it's like you see him in a match and you're not even looking forward to it. And yeah. Baron Corbin's another one like, you know, he, he kind of gets underrated a little bit, but he just doesn't bring any sizzle to a match like this. I mean, imagine, 
Uh, I mean, we have it later on in the script, but we can jump into it now. Randy Orton's another guy that's in it from the SmackDown side. Um, what, what's someone that you would insert into this match that could give it a little more pep? Well, let me be clear. I, I, when I said I wasn't excited about the men's match, I meant the the raw side of the oh, men's okay. match. I'm sorry. You know, I like yeah. No, it's all good. Um, I just wanted to be clear because uh, Ali, Andrade, Finn, um, even Orton, like th- those are all like I think those are all you know good, awesome competitors. It's going to be an awesome match. Um, but I feel like with just having the superstar shakeup and everything, like we couldn't have picked anyone a little more exciting, you know, for for the Raw side of the Money in the Bank than you know Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman and even Drew McIntyre. Nothing wrong with Drew. I do I do think Drew is exciting to get into that main event type of you know push but i i also feel like there are more people that i would have personally liked to see put in one um alistair black i feel like i i mean yeah. you could replace baron corbin with alistair black buddy murphy why is where where is buddy murphy you know i want to know where the hell buddy murphy is even though like he's a smackdown competitor and he, he would have to take one of the smackdown roles obviously but I would love to see Buddy Murphy. And what about potentially giving someone from NXT an opportunity? Like, bring Adam Cole up. Like, how cool would it be? Like, you know, hey, if you win Money in the Bank, like, you automatically get to to pop up to the main roster and get a title shot, you know? Or so you giving could do, someone- like, a five-way on, like, one of the NXT tapings and say, okay, we, we have one spot open. You know, one NXT person gets in every year. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the eighth guy. And just right. kind, of, kind of showcase that person without really having to make them look bad or having them as a call up or anything, just kind of a preview. So fans get to know them a little bit. That's a great idea. True. And, you know, which brings me to my next point, like they use this raw, you know, they had all four of the raw uh, money in the bank men's competitors have a tag team match. But, like, why were we not having qualifying matches? That was the first thing um, Heel Husband and I were talking about as soon as they announced that match. You could fill a whole show Make it actual, like, worthwhile, like, make the matches mean something. Meaningful, yes. It would be so much more exciting. I mean, if you had Bobby Roode versus, I mean, even Bobby Roode versus, like, Baron Corbin. Like, you know that that match has stakes, right? Whoever wins that match is going to Money in the Bank. Um, And you you could have had three matches, you know, three matches to, to put people in qualifying. And then the losers of those three matches could actually have a triple threat for that last spot. Oh, man, you know, that'd be, that'd be cool. How, yeah. I mean, how easy is that? Like, you know, I mean, I don't understand why we couldn't get that. And I mean, Bobby Roode beat Ricochet last week, put them in another match together and make Ricochet come out on top. And then you can build something off of that because it doesn't make much sense after Ricochet lost last week, clean to Roode. And then Ricochet gets in the match without any kind of like, you know, winning to earn it in i know it's you know kayfabe but come on pal this is uh i don't know i mean i I do like the guys on the smackdown side a little bit better but i think they could have done this this better i mean i i think you you put drew in so many of these matches at at one point he's been promised to push for so long or we've been promised a drew mcintyre push i mean he i think he's he's got to be one of the favorites to win this thing if not it's it just seems like you know he's kind of treading water and i mean stroman's the the definition of treading water so yeah, not, not too much to like on the raw side of this. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I think it just I think it would have just been a much more compelling match overall for the men to have to earn their I mean, even women too, for the for people to have to earn their way into this match because there is championship title contention at, at stake here, right? So why are we just handpicking these people, you know, to to get to be in this match? Like make them earn that spot. So that it means something when they actually like win the money in the bank, right? They won their they won their qualifying match, they won money in the bank, and now, you know, now they get their shot at the title. 
makes too much sense. I don't know why they <laughs> would do it, you know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But, um, I mean, even same with the, same with the women, you know, I would, I would, I would replace, um, you know, I mean, wh- where's Ruby Riot? Where's Sarah Logan? You know, I think these women have a lot more to offer than Carmella and even Alexa. Like, I love Alexa Bliss. You know, I'm glad she's healthy enough to to fight. Um, but she's already won Money in the Bank, right? Carmella's sure. already won Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah. Um, so why don't we give some other women a chance? You know, Ember... Uh, Amber Amber's not in the women's money in the bank match, right? She is, me, she is, okay. she is. Oh, she is. Okay, yep. so perfect. So Amber's already in there. But yeah, like, you know, Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot, like I feel like those would be awesome. If Natalia does a fucking double sharpshooter during this match, we need to have that. Oh, you we know it's have coming. That on the predi- that'll be yeah. on the prediction show. We need to have that as one of the categories. Do we get an Natalia yeah. double double sharpshooter? Yeah, you know it's coming. And no, I mean, I, I don't like to bag on Natalia because I, I love her, but like she just does not spark my interest at all and that that money in the bank women's um segment where they were announcing was the was so cringe like it was so bad with you know um naomi and then dana coming out and them having their little banter it was just also like not it didn't feel natural at all and then they had naomi fight alexa bliss which again was just so random like hey let me just let me give you a little taste of what you're in for in two weeks you know and Anyway, I, I don't want to be negative. I don't like to, you know, be negative about the product. I just feel like Money in the Bank is one of the best pay-per-views of the year. I just think it's so much fun, and I just love. I, I love. It's got so there's so much there's so many stakes behind it, right? Like it really can change the course of the the rest of the year, right? Yeah, people man. trying to cash in and all those things. People actually cashing in and titles changing hands. Um, and when you just kind of like make it like the buildup kind of want want. I think it kind of kills it a little bit, you know? What you need to do is have, and they used to do this all the time back in the day, have, have, there's eight people in this match. Have Ali and Andrade have some sort of storyline, you know, mini storyline feud of, about something going into the match. Have Naomi right. and Natalia feud. Like, there's just, this is just eight people that have no, they didn't do anything to right. build any of this. Like, there's no storyline between any of these people. I mean, yeah, it's not so, not their fault. It's the, the the whatever the writing is. But I mean, it's like what what what's the what's the stakes here? I mean, what is what do any of these guys or girls have to, against any of the other ones besides wanting to win the Money in the Bank ladder match? I mean, how hard is sure. it to build build some kind of one week thing? You know. And what's you know, and what's so cool about what you just said is like, yeah. So then they have these these storylines. So then they have those moments in the match, exactly. you know, where they where they can tell stories. And then when they don't win Money in the Bank, they can continue their storyline beyond Money in the Bank, right? And it's not just like, well, I didn't win, so you know, now what's next, right? Like they they had this continuation. Yeah, you cost um, me the match, so you know now. Yeah. We're Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be a great pay per view. I think it's going to be a good show. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see who wins. I'm definitely with you. I think um, you know Drew is probably um, for the men. He's probably the favorite to win. I would really like to see Andrade win. I think that could be really, really cool. I think Andrade is just so charismatic, and he's got that it factor. I think it would be really awesome. Or even Ricochet. I think Ricochet would be. Um, a good one to win the money in the bank. Uh, I'm glad Dana Brooks in it. I'm a fan of hers. She's looking yeah. more and more kind of plastic as the weeks go on. I used to be uh, a huge fan of uh, her and uh, she's pretty roll tied, but uh, I think it's a good, <laughs> a good like kind of breath of fresh air in there with someone who hasn't been in, but I, I agree. I would like to see Ruby riot 
in this match over somebody like Natalia, but uh, we'll see. That should. Yeah, I think I think Bailey's probably the favorite to win in um, Bailey or Ember Moon. I would say are the favorites to win in uh, in the women's match. What say you? I agree. No, I think I, Mandy Rose is up there for me too. That's one who I had my eye on. I think she's kind of like I feel like a heel is almost better with it because you never know where they're going to cash in. They can kind of do the the sneaky after like you know a five star match on a pay per view. They can go in oh, after the sure. champ is hurt or something. I do like the fact that Reigns is being kept out of this match, and we're I mean they're doing really good with him as far as not rushing him back into a title picture. Not rushing him back into main events. Like, it should be a mm-hmm. pretty good matchup with Elias. I'm sure he's going to squash him. Uh, and, uh, Elias is another name I'd like to see in that, that, that Money in the Bank match, but I think it's a good spot for him here. And, uh, you know, have him start from, kind of start from the bottom, quote unquote, and work his way up. And I'm sure by SummerSlam, he'll be involved in some sort of main event feud. Um, yeah, you know, and I think with Roman, um, what what could really be cool, obviously, I don't want to see Roman lose. I, I always like to see Roman come out on top. Um, but. With him and the whole Shane and Shane trying to like stack the odds against Roman, um, I think it could be really compelling for Shane or something to happen during this match to cause Elias to go over and to win, right? So it's like you know, it's it just shows that like you know they're not strapping the rocket to Roman Reigns, right? Like he he can lose at a pay per view, and he's he's gonna kind of like scrap his way back up to the top. Um, And I think that would be a really compelling story versus Reigns just coming in and squashing Elias, like we anticipate him to do because he is a superhero and he is badass. Um, And that would be the normal thing that WWE would give us. But I do think it, it would would be really good storytelling to have some some sort of schmoz type ending where you know uh uh roman reigns or elias you know they get disqualified or whatever so i think yeah i think that would and i think they're kind of building toward more of a reigns uh shane mcmahon match so that would make sense mm-hmm. and that would be a good thing for for kind of both of them put reigns in another match to kind of prolong his kind of mid-card push and give elias a much-needed win i don't remember the last time elias won a match you know of this magnitude so yeah or even been in a match of this magnitude true yeah to Uh, be honest going down the card here on raw the what do you think about becky lynch defending both belts at uh money in the bank I think it's awesome. I, I love it. You know, it's kind of like um, shades of uh, Seth Rollins, you know, when he had to defend the, um, you know, uh, you know uh, WWE title and the U.S. title um, on the same night. Unfortunately, you know, we know how the outcome of that how outcome of that was. So I hope it's a little bit different for Becky. But um, I think uh, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know which title she's going to keep. Or if she's going to lose both of them. Like, I don't think there's any way she's coming out of this as Becky Two Belts. But I don't know which woman is going to take the title. Yeah, I can't see. I mean, if they want to strap the rocket to Lacey Evans, that would be pretty cool. I mean, that would be nice to see. I mean, when having Charlotte win would give her some ultimate heat. I mean, that would be, fans would not like that. And, and you know. I wouldn't mind it because I'm a huge Charlotte fan, but I mean it's also a match we've seen a thousand times, so I don't know. Yeah, what's I, I thought the Lacey. Yeah, I thought the Lacey Becky brawl was really good. I thought you know, I mean they, you know, it's just they're just two total opposites. You know what I mean? Like it's really funny to see them work together because of like their characters are just so, um, just like different um but i i think there is a possibility that lacy could get the title which would be crazy and it makes me wonder too um 
if so if she only has one title at the end is that the show that she's going to obviously and if she has no titles at the end where does that put becky as far as what show she's going to end up on because she's been she's been doing double duty for months you know so yeah i'm 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 this the gimmick for me is just kind of run its course i don't feel like she's the you know this badass stone cold type character anymore i don't really you know I'm not feeling it. I'm not really feeling it anymore. She's smiling. She's, you know, she's, I don't know, just just not how I would picture somebody like Stone Cold with the title. I feel like it's it's just not not doing it for me. I don't know how yeah, to explain it's, it. It's cool. It's cooled off a little bit. I mean, it's cooled off a lot, actually, since since WrestleMania. Um, but I do think, I, I mean, I Becky, she doesn't have to be that, like, badass like you know bloody becky all the time i don't think i mean i think becky has proven her worth you know time and time again um so i do think she's a worthy champion and i think you know her being open to defending her championships whenever however you know and and, and obviously open to fighting twice in one night um you know that's that's the kind of champion that i like to see you know regardless so even if her she her you know, fire has cooled off a little bit. Um, I do think that, you know, her being able to just defend whenever somebody's willing is, is a compelling story. That's true. I, I can see that point for sure. Uh, we got a little bit with um, uh, Sami Zayn coming back out for the third week in a row and basically shitting on the WWE universe. And uh, I like where this is going. I need, I, I ran a little long. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I was expecting someone to come out and kind of interrupt him and start something. He's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, throw him in the money in the bank match with how, how this, how, how he's, well, he's done with this, uh, this gimmick so far, but, um, I just don't know where this is going to go. I don't know who's going to come. I mean, is this is Cena going to come out? Is it, what, what do you think is going to happen it's, here? It's gotta be some hardcore baby face. You know, I, I don't know who that is right now on the, raw roster right like who is that who is that like you know hardcore wwe babyface is going to come out and defend the fans and come out and defend you know what he's saying yeah i would say miz could could go verbally back and forth with him but he's already locked up and mm-hmm. uh, we're still continuing the shane mcmahon thing for some reason mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> yeah this is I, I feel like that's gone on forever yeah i do like the, <laughs> the jokes about miz's dad and his potato face that's yeah yeah, I think you know. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Ricochet would be a good, a good person to come out and, um, you know, he's just like a smiley, feel good baby face that could take on Sami Zayn. True. Yeah. If or if this was SmackDown, it'd be Ali all the way. You know, like kind of like the yeah. cut. Like, what? Why are you doing this, man? Gee, yeah. He, exactly. Exactly. Like, how could you say that about these people? Uh, I guess we're. Ray Mysterio's son Dominic is back on. He's now he's been traded to Raw too, I guess, because now he's yeah. he's on Raw. Yeah, so uh, Ray Mysterio is on Raw, um, and Dominic is back. We haven't seen Dominic since before WrestleMania. He was not at ringside at WrestleMania as promised. Uh, but I mean, it it always just it just blows my mind how huge Dominic is. Like, why don't we put Dominic in the ring with Samoa Joe? You know, yeah, that that's feels like what's coming. I don't know, but Samoa Joe every week surprises me how good he is on the mic, man. He he he's a shit talking son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. He is really really good. I I feel like the U.S. title though. I feel like it's just kind of like he hasn't really done anything with it yet. You know what I mean? Like why? Like he? I feel like he needs to um to kick it up a notch. You know? Well, when you lose in a, in a non title match by by roll up to like an 
a 90 pound guy like come on you could true kick, yeah you could have kicked that guy you could have kicked mysterio into the fr- the first row you know off of that i mean come on man exactly exactly so hopefully um you know Hopefully this leads somewhere and, you know, gives gives Joe a little bit more a little bit more clout with the with the U.S. title. I thought the most um, interesting thing that happened on Raw, obviously, was Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. I was kind of confused um, just simply because I, I even asked heel husband. I was like, so wait, so AJ is a heel now or no? Like, what's 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 the deal with that? Because, you know, he he attacked Rollins. He um, is playing very heel in this in this feud. But I don't think he's going to be a heel overall on raw you i think it's just for this match i think they have to have some sort of spin to it because i mean i guess that they the, the way they think they think there has to be someone for people to boo but i mean we've seen matches where you know there's been two top faces going at it and we've seen Shawn michaels and bret hart we've seen ultimate warrior and hogan i mean I roddy you, piper think, and bret hart yeah i think you can do uh, a mat you know, apollo cruz and um Ginger Mahal. I'm, I'm trying to think of two <laughs> oh faces. I'm trying to think of like the uh, worst two faces I could think of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a great match, number one. And mm-hmm. they're smart to do this before double or nothing to kind of give the fans like a, you know, you top this type of thing for all the smarks. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think I think it's you have to position AJ for this, but I don't think he's going to be a. I think they'll shake hands at the end of the match or something, and and become boys, or somebody will come out. Maybe Brock will come out and try to beat them both up because it sounds like Brock Lesnar is retired from MMA, and he's going to be. I guess that means he's wrestling full time or wrestling at least is is his only uh, paycheck now. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice that not actually have to show up and wrestle and still get a paycheck? Like that—that's the gig that I want. All right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought the phenomenal forearm through the table was freaking an awesome spot, and I think. You know, we we talked about, I heard a lot of people complaining about this not having a storyline. And, you know, I don't think that everything has to have like a written in storyline with a backstory and a buildup and everything. I think there's something to be said for two, the two top people in the company going head to head and fighting for the, you know, the top prize in the company. Right. Um, And I think that's what you, that's what you want, you know? And I think... Yes, they could have done a little more storytelling and a little more build if it if they weren't going to rush this match, which presumably they're doing just to kind of like get the jump on double or nothing. But I also think you don't have to overthink things all the time. And, you know, I think sometimes not overcomplicating it will make it so much better and so much more satisfying. True. Yeah, it's just like I want the title where, you know, I want to be the best. You're the best right now. So yeah. let's go, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, I was the best on SmackDown for the last two years. You've been the best on, you know, Monday Night Raw. So, like, let's let's see who really is the top dog, right? Like, I'm here now. Let's see who's the top dog. And I think that's really the only story that you need to know, right? For sure. Yeah, overall, I mean, not too much happened on Raw, but we're, we're getting mm-hmm. closer to Money in the Bank. There, It's been a long – we have a long break here between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, so it, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh over on SmackDown, we got the names for the uh, the Money in the Bank participants, and you kind of touched on it. We have yeah. Ali, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, sorry, sorry, Randy Orton, and Finn Balor, which uh, these four bring a lot more excitement to me and almost save this match than the first yeah. four. 
For sure. Yeah, they definitely. After after hearing the first four on Raw, I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was like SmackDown came in and like <laughs> came in and like pulled an Aria and like saved the save the night, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. This match is is going to be a good one, right? It's not going to be a stinker. Uh, speaking of which, we will be doing a uh, Game of Thrones recap episode uh, at the at the end of this episode. So if you don't want any spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet. I just don't want listen to the last five minutes of this podcast. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, for sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you've been warned. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that that brings some added excitement to the men's Money in the Bank match. And over on uh, SmackDown, we had Mandy Rose, Bailey, Ember Moon, and Carmella. So, mm-hmm. uh, just, yeah. you know, uh, I think it I is I think it's it going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, we had Jeff Hardy, um, you know, relinquish the the, ta- the Hardy boys relinquish the tag title. Jeff Hardy addressed his his injury, you know, and played this package for Lars about how Lars, you know, put him out of commission and all of that. My question is, is what the hell is going to happen to the SmackDown Tag Championships? Like, like, where who who is going to? Take these. Well, you know, there, there's like, some big names in this on this show. We have these are the four tag teams right now. Sheena on SmackDown: the B Team, the Cologne, mm-hmm. the Colognes, mm-hmm. Heavy Machinery, and Rusev mm-hmm. and Nakamura. Those are the four yeah. tag teams on SmackDown. This is your opportunity to get, get rid of these belts and make one tag team belt. That's exactly what heel husband and I discussed after that. Because after the Hardy Boys relinquished, I was like. But I, and, I mean, I had to look it up. I had to look and I was like, who's even left? Because I was thinking to myself, like, surely it's not just the B team and Rusev and Nakamura. And then I looked and I was like, oh, shit, heavy machinery and the colognes. Like, <laughs> like what? Do you remember so, like two weeks ago when we said like, how many how many badass tag teams SmackDown had? They had like six good tag teams. And now they're all. Oh, gone. they got they got pillaged for the, on the superstar shakeup, you know. Yeah. So I, I definitely think um they either need to get rid of the SmackDown, like unify the WWE tag titles, or I think the only real option here is to push heavy machinery to the moon. Because beyond that, none of these teams are compelling. Like, like I don't, I don't feel like we're going to see the tag titles on SmackDown live. Maybe, maybe once a month. Yeah. I almost rather uh, look at, Otis's Instagram then watch that team wrestle because uh he's got I sent you some I sent you the link the other day it was just like him and I some like weird looking relatives like eating in like a little like <laughs> off paper plates and they're eating wings and nachos and they have like awful accents and it was like the most real thing I've ever seen it seems like you know they would be down the street from me or something here I was gonna say those are my type of people yeah yeah I mean look it looked delicious you know it didn't look very healthy but you know I don't it doesn't seem like you would have a very healthy diet so um yeah I don't I don't know what they're gonna do like maybe add maybe a- AOP comes in where have they been maybe they maybe they just show up on SmackDown and wreck shit all four tag team maybe put those four tag teams in like a, a, a round robin match like a four way match and then just have AOP come down and beat the shit out of all four of them yeah I could see that um, uh, I don't know I mean it, it really just it, it's kind of depressing like we talked about before I mean you know we no longer have the bar the New Day are preoccupied with you know the, the main event title picture or the you know SmackDown title um, and this is what we're left with. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, how they salvage it. Maybe they'll bring some people up from NXT. Maybe they'll put together some new tag teams. 
who knows? But, um, you know, sorry that the Hardy Boys had to retire. This is pretty, I think this is like their their swan song. Like This is the end for the Hardy Boys. I really don't think that we're going to see them return. Well, Thoughts? I mean, I was thinking about it. Wasn't Jeff out uh, after, like, after the WrestleMania appearance? He was out for, like, a good five to six months with, like, a shoulder or an arm injury first. Well, well, they're just getting. I mean, they're they're just getting long in the tooth. You know, they yeah. are. Yeah, they I mean, can still they can still go. No disrespect. I mean, they they are one of the greatest tag teams ever. But at the same time, like it's it they're just getting too beat up. They they're too extreme for their own good. Their bodies are not holding up anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it happens when you put when you put as much strain on your body as uh, Jeff Hardy has, both inside the ring and out. You know, for um, sure, for sure. Uh, but, do we want to touch on the uh, the video that John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, put onto Twitter at twelve oh five this morning? <laughs> well, we have first of all, yes, we are, we do need to touch on that because that is freaking mage. But we cannot not talk about um, Kofi and KO. I think that's going to be a really, really good, oh, yeah, really, a really, really good match that we see at. Um, at Money in the Bank, I thought it was. I thought the end, the, the end of the show was really awesome. How I mean, Kofi just came out. I mean, obviously, like KO was doing the KO show. He invited Xavier down after he had already attacked Xavier earlier in the show. Um, and I love how Kofi came out to open the show and just say, you know, all you had to do, man, like if you wanted this, like all you had to do was ask, you know. And then, obviously, brought on this brawl between KO and uh, Xavier. Um, and then later in the show, KO came out and Xavier or uh, uh, Kofi got to stand tall at the end and just have his moment. And you know, I it's so funny because I just this is the first time that I've really seen Kofi as like a singles competitor, you know. Um, and you know, because he's even on his meteoric rise to becoming the SmackDown champion, he always had the New Day behind him, you know, and it was always kind of like a group effort and a collaborative effort. But like, it really felt like for the first time last night that Kofi was a singles, a true singles competitor. Yeah, very, that's true. And, and uh, it, fe- it just felt like he was a champ and it felt, you know, because they've kind of been, they've been harping on, you know, he want the biggest wrestling, Michael Cole came out and said this was the biggest WrestleMania moment of all time or something. He said something like that at the very beginning of the show. I'm like, what the, f- what? I mean, yeah, it was a great, I mean, it was an awesome moment, yeah, but I mean, even Kofi was like, wow, really? Cool, thanks, you know, and then like, they, they harp on uh, about his kids and how long he's been there and all that stuff. I just want to see him be the champ and wrestle, and this is going to be a great match. I think next week you put KO against Elijah Woods, make it a competitive match, and um, just have him beat the hell out of Elijah Woods even after the bell goes off and, you know, one of those classic heel type moves. And yeah, for sure, for sure. I was well. I, I'm kind of disappointed because I'm like, wait, this should have been the go home segment. Like, I feel like yeah, this, true. this, this was like it felt like that go home segment before Money in the Bank. But then I'm like, oh crap, we have another week before Money in the Bank. You know, um. So I'm wondering what they're gonna do next week to keep it to keep it flowing to keep us all bought into um, Kofi and KO. I, I mean, I, I'm bought in anyway. I, there's really nothing they could do to mess it up for me unless they're going to add like four people to this match. But I, I think Kevin Owens versus Kofi is going to be super awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, it was a, a little bit better of a SmackDown than it was of a Raw. I, 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 I'm going to call Hulu tomorrow and offer to double my whatever I pay for my subscription because being able to watch both of these shows in like half the time as usual is uh, really saving my life as far as uh, 
just free time you know it's just oh uh, yeah especially now as we're like you know a couple weeks away from a pay-per-view and there's not a ton going on it was was very nice but yeah back to the john moxley video if anyone hasn't watched it dean ambrose on his twitter i don't think he's ever posted anything on twitter he he pulled a sheena he pulled a sheena he knocked the the cobwebs off of his twitter machine and not not just he didn't just knock the the cobwebs off he came in like freaking with a vengeance to his twitter and i could not believe it i was shocked uh well the video has more views sheena than the third hour of raw had it has 2.1 million views on it right now it's been out are for, you serious yeah, it's been out for less than 24 hours and uh so that wow. that, that should tell you something it, yeah i heard the last hour of raw went like like it was like one point what like 1.6 million yeah, or something was i was bad. like oh god yeah uh, this looks very well produced there has to be some company behind this and all the somebody's pe- got some money somebody's got some money all the people that are like well cody rhodes liked the video and uh there's a there's a dice in the background that has a two and a five and and double or nothing's on may 25th and blah 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 i was like I don't think there's any chance he's going to AEW. I think. Are you kidding me? I feel the complete opposite. No, I think this is just a way to bring him back with a brand new character and start things. Bring him fresh. back to WWE. Yeah. You think this is this is him coming back to WWE? No way, no way. This because I to me the whole symbolism was he has been trapped. I mean, you saw in the video, he he had like the prison marks where he was counting down the days, you know, which to me means like he was counting down the days to the end of his contract. And then he was busting through the wall. And then, you know, I don't, I don't think there's, um, I don't think it's by chance that a big dog, you know, was chasing him out of, you know, out of the, out of the yard. Right. Yeah. And the the dice, which have been used multiple times in most of the marketing for double or nothing, like that's very symbolic. The two five, it's on May 25th. Obviously, you know, you just mentioned that. But I I I don't think he's coming back to WWE with this gimmick, because if you know anything about John Moxley, like John Moxley was a very, very extreme character. And that there is not like he John Moxley's not going to fit into the pg era and i don't know that the promo just or the video package just said mox so i don't know if he's just going by mox or if he's going to be john moxley or moxley like i don't know but the the video just said mox so who knows um i was i was just shocked because i legitimately you know you guys listen to the show you guys i i thought he's just taking some time off like he just needs a break like he's totally entitled to taking a break from wrestling and doing whatever it is that he feels like he needs to do go on his sojourn or whatever um but after seeing this i'm like holy shit not to be confused with jonathan mox from uh west canaan uh high school football oh <laughs> uh, is it is it jonathan mox uh johnny mox i don't know i forget it's been a long time since i watched that movie I don't know if oh I got the school. Gosh. Was that was that the school West Canaan? I think it was. Wow, I pulled that. Oh out of my, my ass. gosh, you did, and I can't believe um, I can't believe that I can't remember because I've only seen that movie like eighteen thousand times. Let yeah. me. Um, yeah. I I feel like John Mox does not sound right though, but yeah, not to be confused with James Vanderbeek's character in. Um, they probably just never said Mark- his first name. They always just called him Mox. Yeah, Mox, Mox. Oh yeah, Jonathan Mox, Jonathan Moxon. Yep, you were right. Uh, I have talked to someone who says I know for a fact that AEW has not talked hasn't talked to 
to Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Moxley, whatever you want to call it. So, well, uh, I think I think they would not even even if it were even if he was signing with them, they're not going to say it. He's going to be a surprise entrant at at a double or nothing. Like I, I just, I mean, they're not going to announce him for double or nothing. I think he's just uh, going to yeah. freaking show up, you know. And they don't want anybody to know that he has. Um, that he has signed with them, you know? But why Why would they give him such a send? Like, they've never done that for any wrestler ever that wants to leave or anything. They, they first, they, they, they made sure to say Dean Ambrose, you know, and then his real name in parentheses is leaving the company. So maybe it's the character that's leaving or something like that. And then they, you know, they, on the WWE Network, we have a special for him and all this kind of stuff. It just seems, they've never, just never done that for anyone. True, but we don't know what he told them. I mean, for all we know, he told them, like, I'm taking a break from wrestling. I went out of my contract. And then in the moment that contract went null and void, he was like, boom, bitches, I'm back. You do know, you we really don't... want to do that to the WWE? I mean, who's going to be around in 10 years? You really want to he's, burn bridges? He's a lunatic. He does not care. Well, he, it won't matter if, if uh, WWE's around in 10 years. He's trying, if he's in it for the money, if he's legitimately trying to make money, which I don't know, I don't feel like Dean Ambrose is like a, um, is like a high, um, he does he's not a high maintenance type of guy. I don't feel like, I don't feel no. like he's wearing Gucci shoes and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. limousine ride and jet flying or any of those things. So I don't know if he's doing it for the money or just for creative control over what he wants to do with his, with his character. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, why, I mean, I think in the moment you sometimes you make impulsive decisions, and I don't think Dean Ambrose is any, um, you know, he's not free from that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely gonna be interesting to watch, and that would. I be, mean, could you be see a huge coup for AEW that'll put him on the map? Hell yeah! Can you imagine like Kenny Omega and uh, Chris Jericho fighting, and then Kenny Omega beating Chris Jericho, and then all of a sudden Dean comes out and like hits a DDT on uh, our Dirty Deeds on Kenny Omega, like hmm. what? The freaking ceiling would blow off that place. And then CM Punk comes out, and then all the smarks are just like, all the, everyone's ne- head explodes in the entire arena. You <laughs> oh wouldn't my God! Know- yeah, you wouldn't know it was CM Punk because he would be wearing a mask, oh, true, and yeah, you know yeah. he would he would never announce that it was actually that it was actually him. But yeah, I w- I'm very interested. Like I want to be following this very closely, um, and we'll definitely be watching Double or Nothing. We'll be in Kentucky watching that. So. It'll be it'll be fun to see if if Mox makes an appearance uh, on that show. I don't want your life. <laughs> don't, that's what he told WWE. Yeah, I don't, I want, don't want this contract. I, I don't want this contract. Somebody, I don't want- somebody tweeted out today, like, I tried to call and cancel my WWE sub- network subscription, and they denied me, and then they added six months to my contract. <laughs> I saw that. That was, <laughs> that was a hilarious oh, meme that's going around today. Um, but on Saturday... I don't think you watched, but um, we watched the NWA Crockett Cup, and man, man, I just want to like touch on it really quickly because I don't know how many of our listeners um, actually, you know, watch these type of things. But dude, it was so good. I don't feel like the NWA and uh, Ring of Honor did a good enough job promoting it because we didn't even really know it was going down until like Friday, and we were like, "Oh shit!" Like, what are we doing tomorrow? He's like, "Do you want to watch this pay per view?" I was like, "Sure." So we got the Crockett Cup and. You know, Chick Foley gets accused on the daily of being like a WWE shill, you know, by all the by all the smarks, you know, being like, oh, you just like WWE. But it's funny because I did a poll on my Instagram and like only 30 percent of 
my followers were going to watch the Crockett cup. And like, this is like, if you're out there and I mean, you don't have to watch, like if you love WWE, cool. Like you can solely watch WWE, but to call me a, you know, WWE shill. And then you're like, Oh no, I'm not watching this, which was like an amazing night of wrestling. Like every match had stakes, which we talked about. And it was like, legitimately, it was a tag team tournament. And we always bitch about WWE not putting enough emphasis on tag team wrestling and making tag team wrestling feel important. Well, this was like perfect. I mean, it made tag team wrestling like feel super mage. And it was like that super old school feel and production. They had Jim Cornette on commentary just to like round it out. Um, And there were three title matches outside of the, the Crockett Cup. And I mean, Marty and Nick all just put on a clinic. Like it was so awesome for the NWA title. Um, obviously, Nick Aldis went over on that. And I got to really dive in and watch the Briscoes. Do you know anything about the Briscoes? I've never uh, seen them wrestle. I know of of them. Yeah. Uh oh my gosh! Like I am kind of in love with them. They are hardcore. They are like backwoods Alabama versions of the Usos. Right. Like they are just incredible and they cut a fire promo after um, they got disqualified and they cut a fire promo after the show. And I mean, just like it's the kind of stuff that we want to hear our favorite superstars say, but they're they're, you know, a, a publicly traded company, so they can't say those type of things. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll have to post. I don't I don't think we posted it on the feed, but I will definitely post that Briscoe's clip um, because it was just so amazing. He was like, you guys don't want to make any money. You know, um, you guys want to disqualify the Briscoe's. And I mean, it was just amazing but anyway if you guys haven't seen it i'm hoping how do you that, watch it if you want if you like where are they so on we, fight we got it yeah we got it on the fight app um which i think you know like i said nwa and ring of honor they they collaborated together to bring this uh, pay-per-view but i don't think they did a good enough job marketing it because like i said we're as into wrestling as anybody that we know and we didn't even really know what was going on until yeah. friday and then um um, they should just like give like the people like a couple of matches on like YouTube or something, right? Like get people interested in this product because yeah, I feel like if yeah. if people could see it and like see what it was and see the feel and like I said the production and everything, like this is like the perfect um, the perfect event for people who love that old school wrestling and making titles feel important and making every match feel important. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, you know, go on the fight app and I'm pretty sure you can go back and like buy it even if you didn't watch it live. Um, or if not, I'm sure there are people out there that streamed it somewhere illegally. So you can go and search, search Crockett cup 2019 and, and see what comes up. But yeah, it was an awesome, awesome show and not a bad way to been a Saturday. Yeah, from uh, beautiful downtown Concord, North Carolina, home of my college roommate Mark Reardon. So uh, <laughs> they have a, they have a beautiful Bojangles there. I must say. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. Ch- I'm, I know. I know of Nick Aldis, husband of uh, Mickey James. And, yeah, uh, and obviously Marty. Yeah, obviously Marty. I think, uh, like I said, that match was awesome. I mean, there was a there was a point where um, Aldis. I don't know if he got busted open hard way or whether he bladed, but man, he was bleeding out. Like it was insane how much how much blood there was. And those guys, like I legitimately didn't know who um, who was going to win. Which which is a ma- you know that's always an indication of a good match is when you're just kind of like holy crap. Like I really don't know who's going to win this thing, you know? Um, and the villain enterprises, they won the, uh, the Crockett cup. So I was like, Oh my God, like this is going to be, this means that Marty's finally going to win 
you know, a, a big match, you know, and of course he didn't. So that was a little bit, um, that was a little bit disappointing, but yeah, it would have been really cool for all of the, the, you know, the villain club to be on top that night, but didn't happen. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I love, uh, you know, smaller wrestling promotions and I always try to check them out whenever they come here locally. I know ring of honor kind of started around this area. So, uh, I want to give those guys some love, but maybe we can get someone on from the company next time they do a show and just kind of promote it. You know, it's, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm not, uh, I'm a WWE fan, but I'm, you know, I'm a wrestling fan first and foremost. So, yeah. And you would have loved it. Just like the, all the old school graphics. I mean, they really, they really made it hit you in the feel spot and made it really nostalgic. Oh, hundred percent. Um, all right. That uh, is a uh, good representation of NWA, uh, Ring of Honor. Let's get into our Go Figure segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite part of the show, our Go Figure segment. Sheena and I let you know what we purchased over the last week, uh, whether it be wrestling figures, memorabilia, shirts, pins, swag. Uh, anything uh, of, of above I'll let yeah. uh, Sheena go first here because I have quite a long list well um, honestly I did not have that much stuff uh, this week thankfully I, I did have some happy mail thanks to our good buddy friend of the show Marco Denton he sent Alexander Wolf um, which was so super awesome we got that in the mail and he also sent this like Wrestlemania matchup card it had like these like card stock cards um, super cool and I need to post a picture on the on the feed but it was like really rad just kind of throw that in as an extra so thank you so much Marco you were the only um, the only mail that we had this week because again we're we're putting a halt on all mail calls until we get everything everything packed up well i was hungry like the wolf too because marco sent me a, a also sent me a alexander wolf i can't believe he sent both of us an alexander wolf figure marco yeah. denton super yeah super cool former guest co-host of the podcast and yep. uh man it's a great looking figure i actually found one in the wild today uh after searching it on pop finder and uh we have a list going in the baltimore lead squad so the next person on the list got it but uh it was fun to like go and i did a little bit of a drive had an easy day at work today so uh took a little bit of a drive out out west here in maryland and found it somewhere at one at a random uh walmart which was fun but uh yeah it's it's a great figure it's you know People complain about some of these uh, exclusive store exclusive ones, Walmart and Target, but you know, I mean, that's that's the fun part of collecting, man. When you're able to find it, when you're able to track it down, man, it's 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 pretty fun. It does feel good when you're able to when you're able to actually get it in the wild. But again, the with distribution, I do I do know that there is <laughs> distribution uh, issues. But um, yeah, it does make it a little more fun when you actually score something on the pegs, which I'm really excited to get back, you know, to the mainland just specifically for that. And it will be fun to do some figure hunting like you. You best believe the heel husband and I are going to be doing figure hunting all through, um, oh, you know, wait. all through wait. Kentucky. Yeah. So we'll be hitting. There's lots of Walmarts in Kentucky. So we'll be hitting um, all of the Walmarts and seeing what we can find. Nice. Is that that was it for you today for this week? That was that was it, man. Yeah, like I said, it's uh we're packing up everything we got and we definitely don't want anything to arrive for the new people that take over this house. Well, Sheena, my wife today or the other day said me Phil in May, I don't I don't want you buying anything, nothing. You know, we 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 still have some other expenses. We're trying to get the the basement finished and get the siding done and all this stuff. 
So I said, okay, honey, no problem, because I had a pretty jam-packed week. So uh, first thing I did, and it should be arriving today or tomorrow, I traded for Retro Series 8 with somebody off of uh, one of our Facebook groups. And uh, I'm actually going to put a put a post together on the Patreon page of a list of all the all the Facebook groups that I'm in. Because there's a ton of good people on there that are looking for stuff and looking for figures. And I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook, but outside of Instagram and Twitter, it's a great, you know, in, Facebook is just an easy place to interact with people because so many people are on Facebook, obviously. I'm sure it's probably 10 times, 100 times as many people on Facebook oh, yeah. than those other social media platforms. So uh, there's, there's probably seven or eight groups that I'm in on Facebook that, you know, there's always people selling their collection or getting rid of stuff or trying to trade. So uh, this this gentleman, I forget his name off the top of my head. I apologize. I can probably look it up. He was looking for a Retro Series 8. Um, I'm actually, sorry, he, he traded me an entire Retro Series 8, and uh, I sent him uh, a uh, Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura Retro. It's, it was actually Brian Green from Twitter. I apologize, at BG underscore SJU. Uh, so thank you, Brian. It's a pretty good trade. Those uh, Shinsuke's are pretty hard to find. And I needed the uh, Retro Series 8. Uh, and then the biggest news of the week, Sheena, I, I let you know about it. And, well, backtrack on that. Our buddy and our Patreon subscriber, Mike Lanham, let me know that he, he is a uh, GameStop employee. He let me know that they were having a big sale starting on Sunday. All elite figures on clearance were five dollars. Okay, that was that is insane. That insane. is insane. All right, so I, I my I, my count is twelve or thirteen here that I picked I picked up. So I went to the first one, and it just so happened that the wife was away. I think she she was getting a pedicure with my my mom and my sister. So I had a perfect. I dragged the uh, the kid along with me. We went to like five or six local game stops in the area the first one i went to like right when they opened and the guy that worked there had no he had no idea about the sale at all he's like no i don't think anything's on sale today man i don't know what you're talking about who told you all that so and he, he scanned the first one he's like oh man this is five bucks um so here over the course of some stores and some co-workers and actually our buddy mike lanham actually sent, is just sending me some of these here's what i picked up and a majority of these sheena are going to be giveaways for listeners of the podcast over the next weeks and months i'm not keeping all of these uh but the retro fest figures i picked up two honky tonk mans uh two awesome. Sha- two sean michaels two macho man so those will all be uh sets probably will give away a, a set of three of them over the next couple shows or something aj styles elite 61 Two Chris Jericho's. Uh, I think these were a GameStop exclusive. They were the one that have the the, the list. The, the list, yeah. Yep. And they got like the the um the Chris Jericho jacket on the outside of the box, like all the sparkle, the yeah. sequins and all of that. Yeah, I love that figure. Yeah, I've never really seen it before. It's a pretty cool figure. Uh, Kurt Angle fifty nine, Elite fifty nine, uh, Samoa Joe NXT Elite, Giant Machine Elite sixty, Elias Elite sixty, and Kofi Kingston Elite sixty. So these were all five dollars. The sale is going on for the rest of the week. So if you're listening to this, I don't know what will be left in your stores. I tried to pump it out on social media, and so did our buddies at Doing the Favor, uh, another wrestling figure podcast. They uh, they were up on it pretty early. So uh, check them out. I mean, maybe there's something around. These Retro Fest figures are really cool, and the, the stores got a lot of them. Uh, so check them out. The Ric Flair and the the the, the Hacksaw Jim Duggan are not on sale, unfortunately, but I think uh, probably soon. Uh, so yeah, pretty good haul, Sheen, and I'm excited to give some of these figures away to some of our awesome listeners. 
I know. And I, um, well, we, I've heard that the, the retro fest series is continuing, which, um, I hope it continues. First of all, I love that that packaging is just the best. And those retro, those retro fest figures that we've gotten so far have all been amazing. So I hope this line continues. And I hope the fact that those, those, that those figures went on sale for $5 doesn't affect the, you know, the distribution of the retro fest. And I hope it doesn't get, yeah, that it doesn't get discontinued. Um, like so many of our other favorite lines. So and you, anyway, you I, you, you are are over there, but you did help me. You, obviously, you didn't want to be buying extra stuff before you make the trip out here. But you you contributed to this uh, rampage of figures too. So me and Sheena kind of tag teamed this thing. This thing. So uh, you, you your sure. name is on this as well. You you've co-signed it too. Um, hey, it's what I do. <laughs> Uh, I picked up a Tyler Bate Elite on Amazon. It's actually back up on there as well right now. It's $19.99 uh, Amazon Prime, so it would be free shipping. If you need the Tyler Bate, comes with the NXT UK title. You can find that on Amazon. Uh, Sheena, I also pre-ordered the Bret Hart Funko. I don't know. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it doesn't come out till I think, September or something, so I got some time until that arrives. Um, yeah. And uh, just about... 10 minutes before the show started, I pre-ordered Retro Series 10, which is the Junkyard Dog, Diesel, which we've been waiting 20-plus years for, yeah. uh, Matt Hardy, and Elias. So we, uh, we we got a huge email. I think it was at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time here. We got an email from Ringside Collectibles about all of these pre-orders that they had going up live on the yeah. on the uh, on their website, which is a uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you want me to run them down? Do you have them in front of you? I can run them down. If yeah, you yeah, we got. I mean, so we got a Elite sixty nine is up for pre order, which is Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, The Miz. Um, on their graphic, they put Mustafa Ali. I'm not really sure who that is, but um, I also heard that Ali is is up for pre order. And then we also have my boo, Mister Blackheart. Tommaso Ciampa, which is a must get. Obviously, we're completionists, so we'll get them all. But I mean, Tommaso Ciampa is at the very top of of that list for sure. What a great set, too, man! The, all six of those figures. I mean, we haven't. I'm not a huge Bobby Lashley fan, but we haven't had a figure of him in quite a long time. I'm sure the Rey Mysterio fig is going to be sick, and uh, we get some first. You know, we got the first Ciampa solo. We got the first Ali, first Ricochet. We got a great Miz figure. So it's a it's a pretty nice little set. Yeah, well, it's first first heel Champa, I guess you should say. You have, yeah, we had we had yeah. Champa by DIY. himself. Yeah, he was DIY Champa. First main um, roster, I guess it's, it's main uh, roster. I don't know. We um, uh, Elite sixty nine. I do think it's a little weird that there's not a female in Elite sixty nine. Yeah, I think. In this, well, in this, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, <laughs> Shana? Get get your mind out of the gutter, Phil. Yeah, get your mind. <laughs> it's an equal opportunity. Um. Yeah. Well, we did. No, have, we had we to live live Morgan as part of that, isn't she? Live Morgan's like the store exclusive for that. Oh yeah, maybe she is the store exclusive. Yeah, I think she'll she's be gonna part be part of the sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So maybe we do. Okay. Spoke too soon. Um. But we have um some battle packs. We have that awesome Sasha and Alexa from their show in the AEW. Man. Oh, I'm. I love these two figures because they're very unique because of their ring gear, right? Like they wore the long sleeves and the full body suits. So I'm very, very excited for that battle pack. Obviously, we have a bar battle pack and then a Goldberg <laughs> battle of the Baldies. We have a Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin battle pack as well. You said the AEW? What, what's that? The AEW? Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, AEW? Did I, did I say AEW? You did. You got AEW on the brain. Um, That's the what Duke. Did I mean? that, was the, that was the... Uh, 
oh god, what was it called? It was the Greatest Royal Rumble, or no, it was uh, what was it? It was. I meant UAE. You know, I meant the UAE. Did I really say AEW? You did, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay, no, they they are not fighting for AEW. Sasha they might be soon. Sasha might they, be soon. They 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 fought. Well, that's true too. They fought a show in the United Arab Emirates, and there, there they wore go. obviously women. Yeah, there we go. Women cannot wear like midsection. Like you can't be going and you're like you know your your ring gear. It's like your butt hanging out and your boobs hanging out and your midsection. So they wore full body suits, and I am super excited for those figures because they're just so different from any other women's figs that we have. So I'm pumped, and I'm really pumped about these SmackDown and Raw pop up entrance sets. Are you grabbing any of those? I am. I did not pre-order them. I'm hoping to fit, find them in stores. They said they were going to be $9.99. I think on the website on Ringside they're $12.99 or $13.99, but still mm-hmm. a, gr- a great price. I know they're you know just paper or cardboard or some kind of like thick paper, but they're pretty badass looking. I don't do any kind of photography with my figures, but I'm sure uh, the kid will want to have that as like a little extra, you know, just just smashing wrestler figures around for hours kind of gets old. He can have a little bit of an entrance, and you know when we play the WWE video game, that's the the party likes the best is when they come out. So yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool, especially for the price. I mean, like you said, I mean even if the kid you know plays a little harder with them, you're not really out that much. It's not like buying an extra excuse me, an extreme set um, and uh, and having him bash it all to pieces. But also we saw Elite, or sorry, Basic 98, which is, um, we got Elias figure, Tony Nese, a badass Ruby Riot with like longer hair. So it's a different version of Ruby. I'll definitely be picking that up. Uh, Finn Balor and then Ultimate Warrior. So those all went live on, um, on Ringside Exclusive, or Ringside Collectibles uh, today. Yeah, I like that. That Ruby Ride head almost looks better than the NXT one. People have been talking about switching it out and putting that head on the uh, the NXT Elite, which I can see for sure. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it looks really good. I love her with her long hair, but I also, I mean, that NXT Ruby is so sick. So I, I have no qualms with that figure. But I, I'm glad to have both versions. I, I you know I like a little bit of diversity. And uh, it sounds like the NXT, uh, sorry, the Elite 69. We're gonna get up. Ali Chase figure. I don't know what what that's going to look like. They haven't really said. And I think for that uh, Series 98, we're going to get a Tony Nese Chase figure. So he'll have two on that. So a lot of of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. We'll be sure once we pick them up, we'll review them. And we'll post those unboxing videos onto the Patreon page. For sure. Um, I also, since we're talking about figures, I wanted to plug X6 Figure Artist Studios. Okay. Let me just say, first of all, um, at Custom Figure Shirts is still the official figure clother for Chick Foley. That's where we get all of our like custom figure shirts. We posted them on the stories and on the feed and everything. Like when you know we were we're replacing all of our like clamshell and all of like the the rubber t-shirts with like actual custom figure shirts um and they like custom figure shirts does an amazing job very very affordable very reasonably priced great work um super fast shipping and but if you're looking for like the chanel like premium custom wrestling figure clothes oh my gosh x x6 figure artist studio you got to look them up on instagram um it's a it's a woman it's a chick and she just does an amazing job she made these young bucks vests and they just look insane and she made like a sting jacket remember we got like the green and black like rubber sting jacket um she 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 made a legit like you know with the fringe and everything 
And so if wow. you're looking for something like that, yeah, her figure clothes are insane. And then she made like this Cody Rhodes, um, like jacket, like a zip up jacket. It's so freaking made. So definitely, definitely check her out. And she's done some work for a friend of Chick Foley, Mad Reaper Customs. He's the one that does, did our Young Bucks figures. He did the Gangrel and the great Muda figure for us. Um, he makes like the top of the line premium wrestling figures. And then you can get your top of the line premium wrestler figure clothing from X six figure artist studio. And it's, it's exactly like it sounds. Um, she's got some underscores in her name as, as usual, you know, you got to drop some underscores. Mm. So it's X six underscore figure underscore artist underscore studio. So yeah, definitely. Even if you just follow just to support, I mean, she only has 608 followers. I feel like we can do better than that for yeah, somebody I'm that's right now. Yeah, somebody that's an drop, artist. Uh, drop, yeah. drop some underscores on that. <laughs> drop some underscores. Hey guys, if you're if you're listening to this, take all the underscores out of your out of your usernames, please. If you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, I would really appreciate it. I don't ask for much. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll do the show for free. She and I will write the script. We'll we'll do the research. We'll watch the shows. We'll we'll do everything we have to. If you're gonna if you're gonna follow the show, take the underscores out of your usernames, please. It's fucking awful. I feel like I don't think it's so much the underscores. I think it's just the word underscore. I feel like we need a better we need yeah. a better term. Like you know, like you know, it, can't say dash or space. Yeah, we don't call we don't call the hashtag we don't call the pound sign a pound sign anymore. It's like it's a hashtag, right? Yeah. So you can say like hashtag this. Like we need a better word for underscore to make it a little bit easier. Because I get it. Sometimes somebody's got your got your name. And you got to give it a little bit of flair to be able to use that username, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, saying underscore is the is the pits. Total first world problem, total social media problem. But what did you still. have her make you? Um, we didn't we didn't have her make anything for us yet. Um, but you just you saw know. her work and thought it was good. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. So oh, cool. I, I I just definitely had to had to give her a shot. I mean, we're definitely when we get to the mainland, we'll be commissioning her to make some things. We don't even know what we want her to make yet, but we'll definitely be commissioning to, commissioning her to make some things for us. Um, because like I said, it's just like. It's just freaking awesome, dude. But um, also, like I said, if you're looking for just wrestling figure T-shirts, like that, are, you get it, like the pro wrestling tees of custom figure T-shirts. That's uh, at custom underscore figure underscore shirt. So definitely check uh, him out too, because we've gotten a lot of stuff from him. Nice. And also, if you guys want to send us some ideas of how we should give away these figures, I need to, we have a lot of them to give away. So I need some creative ways. And uh, I think one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to we we send out a uh, the show notes that that Sheena the script for the show that Sheena writes every single week she does a great job sure. with it. Thanks, I'm I'm, I'm going to hide in there that you know be the first one to email us back and you're going to get a, a a figure and that's 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 not going to happen this week because it'd be too obvious. <laughs> but that's the one one of the things I'm going to do and see who reads this damn thing because you put so much work into it you do a great job with it. Uh, it's one of the Thank other you. one of the other perks of the Patreon subscribers, but um, uh, that's gonna be one of the ways. But yeah, if you if you hit us up, email us, tweet us, Instagram, DM us, uh, some ways that we can give these figures away. I appreciate some. Uh, I'm not as creative as uh, as you are, so. Uh, well, I'm yeah. going to be uh, I'm going to be also doing a an updated. I did a Mark Cave tour, a quick live. I'll post it. I actually have the video. I'll post it on YouTube and then post the link so that you guys can can watch the Mark Cave tour if you missed it when it was all put together. But now, 
we have started packing everything and moving oh, everything. And no. yeah. And today, so it's, it's, I mean, it looks so sad in there already, but today the move surveyor came to like, you know, check in, see what all we had. So they would know what to bring when they, when they come move us next week. And when the guy walked into the Mark cave, you know, I mean, in the Mark cave, let me tell you, is like, it's like so bare compared to what it was. And I mean, and the guy was just astonished. He was like, Whoa, he was like, who collects these, you know? And I kind of told him how me and, heel husband are big wrestling fans and how we have this show and the, you know, Instagram and all those things. And he was just like, so blown away. And it was, it's so funny how we're moving all these. Cause I told him, I'm like, well, we're going to box up all the figures. So you guys don't have to box up the figures. Right. So heel husband is in the process of breaking everything down. He's putting each, you guys know me, I'm like super eco-friendly. So this is like killing my, my save the planet vibes. Um, each individual figure is in a Ziploc bag. So that is, 800 plus Ziploc bags. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So. It's like and little that's not, sandwich bags? You're using like the little sandwich bags, right? Yeah, the little sandwich bags. So okay. I'm like, oh my God, like we got to find a reuse for these 800 sandwich bags that we're putting all these figures in. I'll show you a picture of the tote. But we have, I showed the guy the tote with all the, you know, individual figures in there. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, just make sure when we pack them, like you open the tote so we can see what's in there and, you know, pack any paper in there that we need to. Um, which I was kind of like, Oh God, I was hoping to have the totes sealed so that, you know, nobody would know what was in them, but I, I think it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. He'll, he, you know, I've told, I've told you guys before how heel husband is very meticulous with how he organizes everything and how he tracks everything. And he's got a spreadsheet for every action figure that we have and he's toting them up by series. So <laughs> we have every, every um defining moments in every legend series in one tote then he's oh going by like until the tote is full so he went and grabbed all of our series one figures all of our series two like all the hall of fames are going to be together all of the entrance greats are going to be together like every series that has come out like he you know he has it all in his excel sheet so he's grabbing each individual figure and boxing them together I like <laughs> yeah i liked how you were posting on your instagram story basically like the legend series you know one by one, like each series and breaking it down. It's cool to see them all laid out and all the different figures. Yeah. I love that legend series. Like I, one reason is because the, the figures are just so freaking mage, but two, I mean that packaging, like I've told, I've talked about on the show before that, that legends packaging is just so freaking awesome. I wish somebody would, would recreate that artwork um, and sell it, you know, like little eight by tens or like even four by sixes of just like that artwork to be, to be displayed, I think it could be really cool. Yeah, just looking at those figures. I mean, that was there was those were some of the one the first ones that Mattel made, right? And they're, I mean, yeah, the just the, the demolition one. I know that the some of the buddies I have in the the Baltimore Lead Squad. I mean, that's that's a holy grail for some of those guys. Uh, my buddy Darius is, I think, looking for those. And I mean, they they just look like they look like they could have been made like this week. You know, like they're they, they don't look like they're fifteen years old. You know, they're they're yeah. so well done. The Hillbilly Gym, the George the Animal Steel, the Rick the Model, Martell. The Rockers. You've yeah. got Stone, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You've got um, the Warrior. I mean, they are just so freaking, so freaking dope. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you got um, uh, Brian Pillman has one. Who else? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's a um, George the Animal Steel. Vader, oh, so many good ones, man. If you don't know about the Legend series, if you're new here and you don't really collect figures, um, go look up these Mattel Legends 
series figures um, and look at the packaging. You know, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say like the illustrations and everything. But unlike the packaging now, they're not boxes. They were actually on cards. So you had to remove the bubble from the card, which ultimately killed the card. You know, it like yeah. pulled all the all of the artwork off the card. But yeah, so many, so many dope figures in that in that set for sure. Nice. Any other? Uh, I don't think we have any other. That's a ton of wrestling figure news here. So uh, hopefully the yeah. move goes well. Hopefully that all gets taken care of there. Um, yeah. Let's get yeah. into our random merch of the week. You have a good one this week for us, and this kind of yeah. ties into our Patreon episode with our best entrance themes. Yeah, I thought this was super appropriate. One because we're going to see Dustin Rhodes fight at Double or Nothing against uh, against Cody, and then two, um, we talked we just talked about the Natural in our uh, Entrance Greats podcast or our Entrance Theme Song podcast, um, and the Natural actually went a lot further than I feel like a lot of people would have uh, given him credit for in the beginning. But we do have for the random merch of the week some Dustin Rhodes ring worn Western style wrestling boots. Say that five times fast. That is a tongue twister. Um, but these are actually pretty cool. Like, they are red leather boots. They have, like, you know, a white eagle on the front, like, eagle emblem on the front. They say the natural down the side. These are autographed. Um, and they he has, like, a whole write-up about them. So you should definitely check them out. And it looks like they're from 1992. <clears throat> and because uh, he's got a picture of Dustin actually wearing these exact boots. So um, they're not going to set you back too much. Just $7,700. Whoa, uh, I did not think you were going to say that. Yeah, $7,700, which I think, I mean, it's a super cool piece of merch. But $7,700 is a little steep for this, if you ask me. I don't know how many hardcore natural marks we got out there. But the boots are really cool looking. Um, but you do get free shipping. So, you know. Maybe you could, maybe you could, he says best offer. So maybe you could hit him up and make an offer. So be on the lookout. We'll post a picture of this over on the Instagram so you guys can actually see these boots. Um, and then if you're interested, you know, look up the listing, but yeah, it is a pretty cool piece, piece of merch. He says he doesn't have a certificate of authentic, authenticity, but you know, I mean, they look pretty legit to me. Mm, yeah. I'm on my buddy's friend has a, uh, Signed pair of trunks by uh, Dusty Rose. This would go nice with those, but uh, yeah, pretty expensive for boots. Wow, a signed pair of Dusty Rose uh, tights. That's I pretty. Know, that's a pretty right? sick piece of merch. Yeah. Yeah, he's debating whether to get Cody. You know, eventually down the line, get Cody and du and Dustin to sign it because uh, Goldust wasn't. He was in town. I think a couple weeks ago, he was doing an indie show, and I was like, Nah, I would just leave it with just. I mean, it would it would look cool? I think you can. You know, I think it's a bad way the either way, but I think just. Leaving it solo is probably the best. Yeah, I would leave it. I would leave it solo for sure. And if he just wanted something like that, I would try to like acquire a pair of, you know, gold, like a piece of gold dust merch and a piece of Stardust. like, yeah, Stardust or Cody Rhodes merch, you know, and then just display them together versus like having them sign the, uh, the trunks. All right. So yeah, anybody wants those, I want to see one of our listeners actually buy some of this random merch so that we've had a lot of expensive stuff. I mean, we've come a long way since the Sable, Bic lighters that we had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sable Bic lighters, and then the gold, the Goldberg TV guide that yep. we had. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, our retro wrestling recommendation of the week is the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in your house, Bad Blood, October '97. Was this a Hell in the Cell match? It wasn't just at Hell in the Cell. This was the first ever Hell in the Cell match. Um, it is, it is in one of my top five matches 
of all time. It is just a banger from start to finish. I mean, it is just action-packed. It is the debut of Kane. Um, so for those of you who, who don't remember, Kane debuted, and then he's still been wrestling. I mean, like, this was 22 years later that he's still he's still with us. So that was, that was when he made his debut, and nobody knew, you know, who he was and all those things. And uh, it was the first, like I said, it was the first ever Hell in a Cell match. It has a lot of historical significance because the winner of this match went on to face Bret Hart at Survivor Series 97, even though nothing really happened at that match. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I um, you know, it did have some historical significance that night at, at Bad Blood. But yeah, you definitely, definitely need to look on your uh, network and find this match. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars so oh, if you wow. know anything yeah if you know anything about Meltzer um he he doesn't grade lightly so um that was a five-star match and I think let me look I want to say that was like the only one for like an extended period of time yeah the main event was given a five-star match rating by Dave Meltzer which would be the last WWF match to receive the honor until John Cena versus CM Punk at uh the 2011 Money in the Bank so, wow, that was a good yeah. match, too. Yeah, and the pay-per-view received a .60 buy rate equivalent to approximately two, um, 240,000 buys. So, yeah, you definitely need to check out this match if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it, you definitely need to revisit it because we rewatched re it over the weekend, and it still holds up. And this is uh, months before Shawn Michaels. I mean, this is peak asshole kind of Shawn Michaels when he was kind of at, at, at the depths of his, you know, I think he was into a lot of different stuff. Royal Rumble mm -hmm. 98, a couple months later, he hurts his back against Shawn Michaels in a casket match. And uh, yeah. he's out for two, three years. He doesn't think he can ever wrestle again. Comes back kind of the born-again character. So and, and the injury overall kind of helped his career. I think it probably made him last a lot longer. Um, made him rethink things a little bit. So, But there, <laughs> this, this match against Undertaker is, uh, you know, Everyone remembers that Undertaker Mankind. That was the second Hell in the Cell, I believe. But, uh, man, this this match is really good. Yeah, and, I mean, it was just bloody, you know? Like, it was just – there was just so much. Um, but, yeah, it, it it's just so good. Like, I don't even know – like, it's just everything you want. Like, it's just action start to finish. And it's Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, so you can't, you can't go wrong with those two, right? Yeah, I think this is – if you want to talk about when the Attitude Era started – I don't know if it was when you know the, the Montreal screw job or, but I, I feel like this is this October '97 is uh, you're, you're getting into it right here for sure. Oh yeah, well I mean '97 is the, probably the best year in wrestling ever. Well, for like November '96 to November '97 is like the best complete year in in wrestling history. So if you ever want to just go back and watch like some of the best wrestling you've ever seen in your life, um, start yeah, like like I said November. 90, 96, and then just scroll your way. You go have your network chronologically through through the ninety seven year. Crazy stuff. Uh, let's get into our listener mail before we get out of here. You got a couple good ones this week. Yeah. So um, this one comes in from our buddy Nick Bloom. It says, "Hey, love the podcast. I have a quick question. I noticed with the store exclusives and so many other figures released on limited quantities, uh, and so many other figures are released on limited quantities. My question is." How can you tell the difference between a scalper and just someone who's trying to maximize profit on a figure? An example I have is I was lucky enough to land two Harley Race 
Mattel flashbacks um, back when they first released. If I wanted to put one on eBay, how could I figure out the price? Um, I know a few I've seen have gone are well over 200. Am I wrong to match that? I obviously know when um, Alistair Black first came out and someone and and someone goes to a store and buys all of them just to sell, that's a scalper. But if I found it on the shelf and later down the road wanted to sell it, how would I know how much to sell it for and with without everyone getting pissed and getting labeled a scalper? Thanks for your time, Nick. Oh, so, yeah. This is a tough this is a tough situation. Yeah. So, sure. Nick, this is this is a multifaceted question here. Um I do think with any type of collector, there, with, any, with any type of collections out there, period, there are always going to be people who resell, right? Um, I, I don't diss anyone's hustle. If you are out there and, you know, th that's what you do, you know, and that's how you make extra income or whatever as you hustle and you do these things, then that's your, that's your thing. Personally, I... I don't do that um, just because it's just not, it's just not my, not in my nature. Um, but I do think there is a difference between someone like Nick who has a figure that maybe he wants to just resell and maximize the profit on um, and a scalper, right? You, do you agree? Yeah, it's a fine line. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, on one hand you, you bought it, you can sell it for whatever the hell you want to. It's yours. You right. know, I wouldn't give right. a shit what anyone else says. On the other hand, there is people that are looking for it that are, you know, friends of yours or in the fig life community that you want to help out. So obviously maybe a little trade ski is more, is better received if, you know, and you can probably get a pretty good haul for those Harley race figures. I mean, I'll, I'll give you something for them for sure. Um, but you know, it's yours to do with what you want. You know, I, I wouldn't, I, if you, it doesn't sound like he's doing it to make money, like you're not going to a store basically just to rip people off and buy all the figures that they have. You know, right. And he, I, I feel like scalpers, I feel like when I think of scalpers, I think of people who don't have a passion, like they just know what's hot in the market, whether it's wrestling figures or whatever, it wouldn't matter. It's not exclusive to wrestling figures. If there was like black series figures or, you know, NECA figures or whatever that were hot, they would go and buy those figures and resell them at a profit, right? Like they have no intention yeah. to, to sell them. They have no passion behind like wrestling or whatever it is that they're buying. Um, but I don't, I also don't think that someone who has a figure that's worth something should have should either a have to give it up i mean i do think trading is a great way to like you know one maximize if you are a collector to maximize what you get back for a very valuable figure right if you already have one in your collection um but two i i, I don't think there's anything wrong with selling it and, and selling it at market price right like if that if that's something you want to do if you need a little extra cash chingle chingle i'm not going to knock your hustle and if you're looking for how if you're looking for how much something or to price something you always got to look at sold listings that's what i do i take the last five sold listings and i usually just take the average of those and if you either want to start at a, do a starting bid or do like a um do a buy it now it's totally up to you how you want to run that um but you can't just look at what people have it listed for because some people out there are insane and they'll have like a harley race figure listed for like 573 dollars and if you think that that's what the market value is then you're wrong you have to go and see what people are actually paying for this figure over the last like couple of months right you have to go into those sold and completed listings and you can filter your search that way and see what what it's going for but you know that's how I would do it. And if you want to sell it, then, then sell it. It's yours to do whatever the hell you want to with it. Um, but again, you know, there's lots of other ways to keep the fig, the fig karma swinging in your favor. If you are an actual collector. Yeah. You sell it to one of your buddies locally, like the, the buddies that I've found here locally here, sell it to one of them for, you know, 
market value or retail price and then when you're looking for something or if you need something down the road they're going to return the favor you know so it's all yeah. it all comes around but uh yeah. yeah you you went out and found those and you know it's it's hard work hunting you know it's a lot of, it's a lot mm -hmm. of travel a lot of driving a lot of uh banging on doors and bugging people that work at the at the stores you know we don't have a toys r us anymore so we're down to walmart and target now so you know yeah. that's a it, great question though yeah it, it is a great question you know and i do think there's a fine line i think you can resell a figure for what it's worth without being labeled a scalper right like you're not actively scalping figures to resell for an obscene profit right so um and again don't don't care what people are gonna are gonna think of you right like that at the end of the day like if you're living your life that way worrying about what other people are gonna think then oh, man. You're, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on a whole lot i learned that a long so. time ago man that's one of the best things i can tell anybody who don't give a shit what anybody thinks about anything you do you know because yeah. there's always going to be somebody that that doesn't like you that i mean we get we get a thousand awesome tweets from some from people and we get one every week of some asshole that that hates on us or or something like that. I'm sure you yeah. get you get a ton of stuff from people on Instagram as well and it's not even worth the time to even look at. Yeah, it it, it really isn't. You just got to kind of just you have to be very um you have to stand strong for yourself and just know what you're about and not let anybody else like sway you, right? Like there's a difference in like, you know, taking what someone says and using it as like constructive criticism in your life and being and like being hurt by what someone says. Like I don't, if someone cusses me out on chick Foley or says anything like negative toward me, like I never take that stuff personally. I never, cause I know who I am. You the same way. If somebody was like, Oh, if some, if you posted that figure for sale and somebody's like, Oh, you're a scalper, you're reselling. It's such bullshit what you're doing. Like block that person and don't take it personally. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, thank you for sending in that question, Nick. It was a really good question, and I do think, and the fact that you even think that way um, shows me that you're not yeah, a scalper, you right? Care, you know? Yeah, you're not trying to. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, you're not trying to just like screw other collectors who are out there looking for that figure. So, anyway, we also got another listener mail from our homie, friend of the show, Hall of Fame Patreon, Marco Denton. He says, hello, my favorite people. Since we are heavy into Game of Thrones season, I'd like to take the time out to crown you two as the Jon Snow and Arya Stark of the Fig Community oh, Podcast nice. Universe. Ah, thanks, Marco. Um well, you you are my you are my ghost, Marco. <laughs> if we are the if we are the uh, John Snow and Arya Stark, then you get to be ghost because ghost is my favorite. Um, he said, "Now on to my question. There has been so many awesome things that have happened in the WWE universe, past and present. We tend to forget sometimes. Since the defining moments line found found its." Most of its success after its release, I think it's only right to ask you both, if Mattel were to bring back the Defining Moments series, what figures would you like to see and why? Mine would be Hogan becoming the most hated heel in the business, turning his back on the Hulkamaniacs. I think a Hollywood Hogan Defining Moments uh, figure would be awesome just because, uh, just like him slamming the giant and changing the business in the 80s, he did the same years later by turning heel in the 90s. That's all I have. Um, and excuse me if this was asked already. I get dad brain sometimes trying to tame the faction I have, I have going on here at home. So stay classy. For those of you who don't know, Marco Denton has twins. So yeah, he, like twin... Little girls. babies. Yeah, twin, twin girls. girls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's got his hands full all the time. So thank you so much, Marco, for writing that in. I love the Defining Moments um, series. And, again, he's right. Like, I think it got most of its popularity, like, after it was already, like, canceled, right? Like, Defining Moments. Yeah, for sure. It was one of those things when it was gone, people were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could 
come up with a defining moments figure, what would you what would you do, Bill? Man, I really yeah, like that uh, that that answer he had. That that Hulk Hogan NWO. They never really made a great one of those. That's I mean that's immediately where mine my mind went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's tough. I mean, they covered so many good ones here. I mean, they have a couple Cena's in there. I'm trying to think of somebody, some somebody current day that I could throw something on. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss here. I mean, we we got the we got the Jericho with the two belts, right? Mm-hmm. The unified yeah. belts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. I'm trying to think of somebody non WWE, maybe th- a throwback to WCW or something. But uh, well, I was thinking, I was thinking. Um, we, uh, get, we, that, we never got a Sean. Sorry to interrupt you. We never got a Sean Michaels uh, defining moment. So maybe like, uh, did we ever get a Sean Michaels? I don't think so. I don't think they ever mm-hmm. made one. No. So maybe like when he was uh, the boyhood dream, Sean Michaels. Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I was thinking modern day would be uh, like Becky from Mania. You could do defining moments. I mean, that was definitely a defining moment. Um, you know, Becky two belts with her with both the belts. Yeah, Kofi. Kofi. Kofi from Mania, if we're talking like super, super recent, if we're going more like legends, like throwback type, um, I think Roddy Piper from WrestleMania 8 could be a, a really, really good one. Um, we never we never got him. And I mean, it was just that was arguably Roddy Piper's best match ever. It was against Bret Hart. It was like a hardcore like face on face battle. And, you know, Roddy got pinned, which wasn't normal for back then, right? Like Roddy didn't take pins very often, yeah, and, yeah. and and Brett did the you know the walk up the turnbuckles. He was in the sleeper and did the walk up the turnbuckles and and rolled him back over and pinned him. Um, so I definitely think that would make a really good defining moments figure. What about like an elite? I know they did a basic of this, but what about like the John Cena mom jeans watching WrestleMania from the crowd? You know. Have yeah, like the hip, that, the that fan, could be cool. The fanny pack with like you know some <laughs> juice boxes and yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Well, the they had a they obviously they had jorts. They had John Cena defining moments with his you know. Yeah, thug. They, they had two the thugonomics. Oh, they had two thugonomics, didn't they? They did two John. Cena's. No, I think yeah the defining moments. See, there was just one John Cena. There was Undertaker, Macho Man, uh, Ric Flair, uh, Warrior, Hogan, Austin, Razor. Cena, The Rock and Sock Rock, uh, Nakamura, Brett, and Warrior. I thought they did a Cena in like an orange shirt. I have the one where he has the brass knuckles and the jean shorts and no shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the okay. Mm-hmm, that's cool. the defining moments. Um, he's got like the jersey. <laughs> we had one question come in from another Chick Foley listener. Let's pull that up here. Brian Cheris is our next uh, or final. Listener mail sub- submission, Brian J. Cheris. Uh, Hang on. Before before we read Brian's uh, mail, I hit the Google machine, and I was totally wrong. Um, there is a orange jersey uh, defining moments scene. I don't know how I forgot about this one. The double double champion got the belt, and he's got the um, you know the big silver medallion. Uh, so, yeah, you, Phil, you were right about that. Oh, man, I'm going to isolate that audio and say, Phil, and Phil, you're right about that. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Brian asks us, in all your time collecting, what is the hardest figure that you've had uh, You've had the hardest time finding in the wild? What's the figure? one figure you've had the hardest time finding in the wild? Great question, okay. Brian. We've talked about this a little bit. You've, had, mm-hmm. you've, you've been collecting for longer than me. I've been more serious in the last... Uh, probably a year, 18 months or so. So you're mm-hmm. probably a better person to ask this. I would say for me, it's probably 
well, that Harley race was the toughest. Maybe Pete Dunn is a close second. Yeah, for sure. I would say, um, well, back when, I don't know if this was just us because we were here on Island, but um, we ended up getting a lot of them. But in the beginning, when Defining Moments Macho Man came out in the, you know, the white suit and the purple, um, like just killer killer gear we were so excited about that that there was only two of them here on island and when i walked in um oh no no it wasn't that one it was the the robed defining moments macho man that's what it was so it was the um the wrestlemania is it six or seven seven had to be right yeah i think it was seven yeah yeah, WrestleMania 7, Defining Moments, uh, Macho Man. There was only two here on island, and I walked into Toys R Us, and the lady, I saw them behind the whole desk, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, somebody has already put these figures on hold. Um, and we had been looking and looking and looking and hitting up both Toys R Us in our area. And I went to the service desk and asked, and I was like, hey, you know, um, are those figures on hold for someone? And she was like, yeah, you know, if they don't come pick them up, you know, in 24 hours, then they're going to go back on the shelf. And of course I was like totally dejected. I was like, Oh my God, like I cannot believe somebody's here going to buy both of these. And, um, she said, she gave me the guy, she gave me the person's name. She was like, well, are you so, and I was like, no. So then this is like an epic tale. We actually told it on the fully posable podcast one time. And, I came home and he, I told Hill husband, I was like, listen, I found Defining Moments Macho Man, but it was on hold at Toys R Us and like somebody else has already claimed it. He was like, do you have a name? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, so Hill husband just drops what he's doing. He takes his lunch for work. He goes to Toys R Us and he says, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm here oh to pick up. Oh, <laughs> my God. I thought you were going to reach out to the person and do something nice. Or... <laughs> this was like one of the most slimy, underhanded things that we have ever pulled off. And I would have never had the balls to do it. But heel husband. Wow. He, uh, but, but I will say, so he went in and told, you know, that he... Um, but I mean, they never hit the shelf, right? So we saw that they they came in stock. They never hit the shelf. So we know it was somebody who like called and like had an inside connection, right? So yeah, yeah. anyway, um, so heel husband went in and you know he picked him up. He like paid, like swiped his card, just got the hell out of Dodge because he was like, all I could think about was like that person who's actually coming to pick up the figures was gonna walk in right behind me and be like, wait a minute, those are my figures, you know? But because we only needed one of them and we were trying to keep the figure gods karma swinging in our way, we did a um, a contest, a Chick-fil-A contest and gave away the other Defining Moments Macho Man. Oh, um, you didn't even leave one of them there for him? Well, we had to pick up both because they were oh, both. Oh, true. People. Yeah. Oh, you could say, I'll pick up the other one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He pretended to be that guy. So he was like, oh, yeah, this is my hold. Yeah. You know, so he just panicked and like took them both and like, you know, got out of there. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely probably one of the most um, crazy scores we've ever had. And again, we searched so hard for that figure. And then when it finally hit for it to be like held under the Toys R Us hold cabinet. And yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. That'd be funny if he had like a ten thousand dollar necklace on hold too. I know they don't sell that at Toys R Us, but <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, well, we're not gonna get that today. Maybe, maybe we'll tomorrow. I'll come yeah, back with we'll my get credit the card. Faberge eggs next week, I guess. I know. All I want to know, like, all I could think about was that guy actually walking in there and the lady still being it being the same lady and him being like, hey, I'm actually John. <laughs> You know, and then he's like, you know, do you have my figures at home for John? He's like, oh, no, John already came and picked them up, you know? Oh, my God, that would suck 
so bad. This, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Hey. I know. The hustle is real, man. Yeah. Like I said, um, we, we've paid, we have paid our, our figure dues back to the figure universe like tenfold since yeah. then. But yeah, it was one of those moments where you just act on impulse. And like I said, I would not have done it because I'm too much of a chicken. Like I would have been like, okay, I'm going to get caught or, you know, like I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but heel husband was like, fuck that. <laughs> We're going in. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love Seth. Seth has no qualms, man. I love it. No, none at all. All right. So, again, shout out our, uh, our our great listeners. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, you can hit us up via email, askchickfoley at gmail.com. We have some great stuff on that Patreon page this weekend. We're going to record uh, a quick tutorial on the, how the WWE can fix the WWE network or improve it. We have improve some ideas, yeah. yeah, ideas for some new shows and and certain tweaks to the current format of everything. It should be a pretty fun episode. I've been I've been having a little log in my phone, Sheena, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah, some uh, idea comes to my head and, and I just jot it down. So that'll be fun. And uh, we we ask you guys to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. If you're a new listener, give us a nice five-star review. We'll read them here on the show. And, uh, yeah, anything else we should cover before we get out of here? Nope. Just check out our friends over at Fully Posable. Like I said, we, we uh, just talked about them because we did read that that macho man story on their podcast one time so um check them out check out um the patreon like phil said and uh, hit over on prowrestlingtees.com get yourself some chick foley merch it's it's nice especially if you upgrade and get that super soft um but yeah until next week marks take it easy all right stay classy folks also check out uh the doing the favor podcast those guys are good friends of ours at doing the favor on twitter stay classy we'll be back here next week with a brand new episode Thank you.